0: Remember when Donald Trump was bragging that there was a temporary administrative pause on the gag order imposed on him in the New York Attorney General Civil Fraud trial by the appellate division? Well, first, who brags about that? Second, today the appellate division, first department Reimposed the gag order on Donald Trump after New York Attorney General Letitia James filed a powerful brief listing with specificity all of the threats that Judge Ngoron and his principal law clerk were receiving. So, folks, the gag order has been reimposed. And before the gag order was reimposed, Donald Trump was attacking. He moved on from the principal law clerk, continued to attack her, but added somebody to the list. Judge Ngoron's wife and Judge N'goron's son. And Donald Trump was attacking Judge Ngoron's wife, claiming that a Twitter, or I guess they call it X now, an X account, that was not hers, but the Twitter account name resembled her actual name, That that account was being mean to him. And on that basis, he attacked Judge Ngoron's wife, falsely claiming that was her account. It was not her account. So the administrative office of the New York Supreme Court had to issue a statement that this is not Judge Ngoron's wife's account. She's not posting anything. She doesn't even have a Twitter or X account at all. So then Donald Trump attacks Judge Ngoron's son. Like, who behaves? This way, George Santos, the George Santos (laughs) expulsion vote is set to take place on Friday in a debate around expelling him from the House of Representatives, if you want to call it a debate, whatever that was, took place on Thursday. And it basically consisted of MAGA Republicans pointing the finger at each other and saying how bad Republicans are and saying that this one committed this assault and this one committed this sexual abuse and you did this abuse and you're a hypocrite. That's what they were doing all day today. We'll go through some of those clips. Donald Trump's lawyer, meanwhile, in the Georgia criminal Rico case, Jennifer Little, is apparently a witness against Donald Trump in the Mar-a-Lago document case in the Southern District of Florida. And she apparently told special counsel Jack Smith That she had warned Donald Trump back in 2022 that not complying with the Department of Justice subpoena would be a crime. That's Jennifer Little. Donald Trump has kept her on the legal team. What? Also, Hunter Biden is exposing the GOP. He unexpectedly, unexpectedly for me, he agreed to testify in public under oath before the House Oversight Committee controlled by MAGA Republicans. Like, what more if you're a MAGA Republican and you're talking about Hunter Biden freaking every single day, Hunter Biden says, I will agree to do a public hearing, under oath testimony, before the world. Bring it. Bring it. And then James Comer and the MAGA Republicans reject it. They reject that offer and said, nope, we want secret depositions because you see secret depositions are more public. And then you had Fox and the right-wing echo chamber going, you know what we really need? Secret depositions, no transparency. That is what frauds they are. Also, President Biden was in Pueblo, Colorado. And actually, Brett and I were at the speech that Biden gave at CS Wind, which is the largest Wind turbine plant in the world. And that's in Pueblo, Colorado. And it's about to double its size and hire many, many more employees thanks to the Inflation Reduction Act, which the Congresswoman who sits in that district, it's MAGA Republican Lauren Boebert, she voted against the Inflation Reduction Act. And even as jobs are being added to her district, she calls it a massive failure. Brett and I were there, we were speaking with the workers who begged to differ. And they were talking about what an impact it's made on their lives on the plant in Pueblo, Colorado. And rather than speaking about, you know, the Inflation Reduction Act in the abstract, it was amazing to be there, shake the hands of the workers who were there and hear their stories and this as GDP growth in the United States for the third quarter was revised upward. Remember when we said it was 4.9% growth for the third quarter? Mm -mm. It's 5.2%. That's unbelievable, but it's true. I'm Ben Micellis from the Midas Touch Network, joined by my brother's Brett and Jordy, as I was going through that intro, uh-huh. did you ever uh, <laughs> imagine? And I know we say this almost every intro, <laughs> but you got Donald Trump on there making up a completely false story, uh, a random Twitter account that was mean to him. He's saying that's Judge and Goron's wife. So, like legacy media, media is writing. Donald Trump is attacking the account of Judge Gore's wife. It's not his, it's not the account. He just made this whole thing up.
1: Yeah, no, it's the craziest thing. I mean, every single day you're like, okay, okay, the Republican Party, they must, they must have reached rock bottom by now, right? I mean, how could you get any lower than this? But every day they exceed my expectations. If I don't know if that's the correct way to phrase it, but they get lower and lower and lower. And when you see kind of the headlines coming out of the Republican Party right now between George Santos and the expulsion, them fighting each other on the House floor, trying to see who could reveal the most compromise about who more before George Santos gets booted out of Congress, seeing Donald Trump ruthlessly attack the judge and the judge's family, seeing the Moms for Liberty, so-called protect our kids from the schools, seeing them engage in lewd and disgusting and criminal, allegedly, behavior. What we are seeing at the moment Is the epitome of this MAGA Republican Party. But, Ben, we really saw such a stark difference in leadership in style, in not just about the flash and the pomp and circumstance, but about actually getting shit done and doing things for the American people. And we had such a good time in, in Colorado. I wish we were able to spend more time in Colorado. But like Ben said, we went to Pueblo yesterday. It was absolutely fantastic to see President Biden at this event up close in person speaking with the workers. And Ben and I had an opportunity to also engage with the workers themselves, engage with people in the community, and got to get a real sense about what this visit actually means. You know, we're able to look at something beyond the actual headlines, beyond the actual name of the bill, Inflation Reduction Act, and see what it actually means to this community. And what does it mean? It means jobs, jobs, mm-hmm. jobs. It means being able to support yourself, it means the dignity of. Of work, and it means making America the epicenter of clean energy and making that epicenter in Pueblo, Colorado, which just so happens to be Lauren Boebert's congressional district. And of course, President Biden did not let her vote against <laughs> the Inflation Reduction Act slide when we are there. Jordy, we missed you on the trip, but thank you, you for Jay. holding down the fort for us on the East Coast. You really rocked it and held the ship together. Jordy, what's new with you man? When you
2: got Look, when you guys are gone somebody some someone has to be the boss. I I don't like being the boss, but someone someone has to be the this boss when you when you and Ben take these trips. So, I was happy to do it, but in all seriousness, super proud of you guys that you guys got to go out there. It looked incredible. All of the stories of talking to the folks on the ground and just your experience there. I, I'm excited to get into that. Maybe we talk a little bit of that on the show later today, even 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 some more. But Brett and Ben, sure. to your earlier point, right? When we're looking at this Republican party and the list could go on and on, but like just to name a few off the top of what we did in the intro here, when you're looking at the moms for Liberty, when you're looking at the Donald Trump being baited by a tweet, shout out Hillary Clinton. Uh, when you're looking, when you're looking at the George Santos is of the world and you consider yourself a Republican, but yet you see all the values of what this modern day Republican party, you know, espouses. There's just no way logically that you could root yourself in such evil, in such hatred, in such bigotry and say, you know what, those are my people. I'm going to continue to align myself. So sooner or later, and it's coming, the chickens are going to come home to roost for this modern day Republican party. And I think we've already started to see the comings of that, be it in the midterms, be it in the 2023 elections and 2024 as well. Because look,
0: what politics should be about should be about the type of conversation that we had with Paul, who was a supervisor at CS Wind, who talked about how these wind turbines were made, he brought us into the area where the smelting plant was, and then he told us how then it's transported on rail domestically throughout the United States. And he was explaining, look, well, it may seem that manufacturing wind turbines abroad is cheaper, By the time you have to deal with shipping and issues in the supply chain with shipping, it's actually cheaper, more efficient, and overall better for the economy here in the United States when you make it in a place like Pueblo. It's not only great for the economy of Pueblo and Colorado, but also throughout the United States, because then where does that get shipped to? How does it get shipped? gets shipped using rail. Where does it go to? What does it help improve? It makes America a leader in new forms of energy and domestic energy made here in the United States of America. So to me, that's what we should be talking about. Now, if you have an alternative position, Your alternative position could be a way of trying to make that more efficient, or you know, you can try to have a debate with me and say, actually, when you put those jobs overseas, I very much disagree with this, but we could have a conversation if you want to claim, actually, it'll be better for the American worker if we put those jobs, for example, in Vietnam, where the first CS Wind factory was was built back in 2005, that that's better for these X, Y, and Z reasons. Now, I'll disagree with you but we'll be having like a like a normal civil conversation and there may be one position which could be viewed as you know the uh, traditional democratic position there could be a conservative republican position or whatever it is you know or or they can mix those positions but we'll, we're having like an honest debate but Jordy, you mentioned this issue with like the florida gop for example where the sarasota herald tribune is reporting that the chair of the republican party of florida for example Christian Ziegler and his wife Bridget, who's one of the co-founders of Moms for Liberty, which judges everybody, attacks everybody, attacks the trans community, that they are being investigated by the Sarasota Police Department for an alleged sexual battery. And the allegations reportedly stem from an alleged menage à trois relationship between the Zieglers after a woman filed a complaint who states that while she was first in a consensual sexual relationship with the married couple, it turned violent. And then we can turn to like what's going on on the floor of the House of Representatives with the expulsion of George Santos, where they're all pointing fingers at him. The MAGA Republicans are saying, you engage in sexual assault. No, you engage in sexual assault. No, you did this crime. No, you stole money from this person. That's what they're talking about on the House floor. And then we go all the way to the top. Like, who's the leader of this madness? Right. And what's the leader of this madness doing? And you just see a very different tone being set in the two parties. Like, like it's not even like, one's not even in the world of what politics should be. That's why we did that video, Crazy GOP, and the ultimate irony of Sarah Huckabee Sanders acting like one party, the Democrats are totally crazy and the Republicans are, no, it's the exact opposite because everything they say is projection and confession. While President Biden is talking about things like wind turbines and rail, and how we improve our infrastructure, better paying jobs, lowering prescription drug prices. Donald Trump is out there posting things about the judge's wife in a civil case, a civil lawsuit over money. Donald Trump is taking a conspiracy theory that was funneled by someone named Lauren Loomer, Laura Loomer, who's known for peddling conspiracy theories, and then Donald Trump keeps reposting. There's like dozens of posts. Judge Ngoron's wife. Judge Ngoron's wife. Look at what Judge Ngoron's wife is posting. And there's an account that has the same name as judge Goran's wife the username that is but judge Goran's wife doesn't even have twitter yet alone is she posting things about donald trump and so this is how donald trump is spending his time and then he attacks judge ingoran's son so you it's just think him. about what he's doing not even arguing like hey i'm i'm diligent with my business as a ceo it's important that you have accountability i go through the spreadsheets and i confirm it and we have corporate controls and compliance no he's attacking the judge the judge's principal law clerk who the law clerk the judge's wife the judge's son and that pattern repeats itself he does that with special counsel jack smith he attacks Jack Smith's family, calls out Jack Smith's wife's name, and this is a pattern in all of his cases. And th- this this is so unprecedented. It's hard for me to even put in words. This just it's doesn't. Disgusting, man. It doesn't. This doesn't exist. you speak to lawyers across the country, this behavior. Doesn't doesn't exist, and Donald Trump is trying to rip the fabric of all of our systems mm-hmm. and processes that exist. Fortunately, the New York Appellate Division, First Department, regagged Donald Trump. It was temporarily stayed for just a moment uh, on an administrative basis, but they regagged him, and this was after a brief was filed by New York Attorney General Letitia James, which went through. All of the threats. I think it was 275 pages, single spaced, of the most vile, anti Semitic, racist, hateful types of threats directed at the court every day. And Donald Trump's lawyer's response well, those statements may be vile and reprehensible, but none of those show imminent risk of harm and like some of the statements are like i'm going to kill you like you know, those aren't imminent risk of harm and just think about it this is the tactics that he uses and it works i mean look what oh, you know the reporting bred about january 6th for example like pence was terrified to even show up his son had to tell him that you needed to show up And then people who stand their ground stand up to him, like Nancy Pelosi, for example. What happens? One of the MAGA lunatics shows up at her house, tries to kill her husband, and then Donald Trump makes jokes about it. It it, it is, there's a lot going on, but we should not get so inundated with data and info that we don't just clearly say he's attacking the judge's wife based on a false Twitter account. What? Yeah, it's like the
1: tactics of domestic terrorists. You know, they, they want you to be fearful so that they could push through their political agenda or so that they could scare you into making a specific decision. Or in this case, I think Donald Trump almost wants to create his own kind of bias from the judge in the case saying, that judge hates me. This cannot be a fair trial. I right. appeal the rule. Because he knows he's going to lose. He's already lost the case. Then now there are still other judgments to be made, but he's already lost the bulk of this case. He knows that he is ultimately going to appeal this ruling. So I think what he wants to claim is, look, the judge was so biased against me. Oh, is me. I'm the victim, and he's trying to kind of create this bias in some sick mm-hmm. and deranged way by attacking him and attacking his family. So he goes, look, look what, look what they said. Look what they did. Judge Ngoron actually filed the other day. A lawyer attached an affirmation, uh, a court officer that listed 200 plus pages, single spaced, of not only threats that were made against Judge Ngoron and his family, but they said that they were actual incidents where they needed to get security because the threats were not only scary, but they were credible. They were were credible possible attacks on the life of Judge Ngoron and the court staff, and they were directly related to whenever Donald Trump posts about these people. Now, I could tell you, from personal experience, honestly, all, all of us can tell you from personal experience that when that MAGA machine wants to target you, that oh. you get the most vile threats people threaten in your life. Every second of the day, they call your family members, they call your friends, they send you letters in the mail, they send you text messages, they yep. leave threatening voicemails. This has happened to every one of us here on this show when MAGA has directed their ire in our direction. It is real and it is sick and it is an actual And it's not a political strategy, but they view it as a political strategy in their world. They want to cause violence. They want to cause fear and they want to weaponize that fear in order to make people be afraid. But what do you have to do to these bullies? You need to stand up to these bullies. You cannot back down the way this Republican Party backs down you cannot just sit there and take it you need to stand up for yourself when donald trump attacks you and what th- what happens when you do that oftentimes he actually does back down and now you may be saying but wait They reinstated the gag order. Isn't that a violation of the gag order? He's attacking the judge. He's attacking the judge's family. Well, it's a limited gag order that applies to the court staff specifically. It is a gag order that is related to Donald Trump and his attorneys so that while it covers the court staff, it does not in fact cover the judge himself, the judge's family. I guess it's possible that this gag order could ultimately be expanded. But ultimately, honestly, what I would like to see in the future after this case is done is to me, this feels like another defamation case. I mean, you're accusing somebody of saying certain things about you. You are sending your minions to attack them. Based on absolutely nothing. And it is clearly, in my opinion, malicious. It is intended to cause terror and cause fear. And it is intended to erode further trust in our judicial system and tear apart our entire system of government, Jordy.
2: And 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 to that exact point, here's the unfair uh, battlefield, if you will, that we're playing on is Donald Trump gets to continue to spread these lies, these, you know, uh, these malicious attacks against family members of judges against law clerks. And they just have to kind of sit there and, and take it right. Because ultimately not to get, no, I don't want to get in the mind of Donald Trump as a scary place to be. I'm not even giving him this much credit, but what you could imagine going on here is he's trying to get them to blink. He's trying to get the real wife of judge Edgar to come out with a statement just so then he could then turn around and use that against her, right? Oh, by the way, I, I can't believe on Elon's Musk X that someone could impersonate another person. I thought that was a really well-run establishment over there.
1: <laughs> but, well, there's no verification, but there's like you can make anyone can make an account about anything. It doesn't mean he's trying, and and already, it wasn't
2: even that account
0: was not even impersonating somebody. It was Laura Loomer picked a, it was random, a random
2: account. account. All they're trying to do and all they continue to do is try and sow the seed of doubt in the American people that there is some corruption, that there is some bias, that there is some sort of leftist slant, if you will, when ultimately at the end of the day, we know based on our community here, the might is mighty. People just want normalcy. They just want competence and they just want great leadership. And Brett, exactly to your point, you just can't be scared to back down when someone is, is acting like a total lunatic. Like these Republicans at some point need to find their backbone. It looks like they're finally coming around a bit late in the game with the George Santos saga of things. No, we'll get to that. We'll get. No, we'll, no, no, we'll, no, we'll, no. We'll, no we'll, okay, OK, we'll, we'll get to you. that later. They're not
1: coming around at all. They, no, they I'm, are I'm, cowards I'm, I'm, through and yes. through. They're doing this because they have to.
2: They're Yeah, they're cowards. They're doing it to save face within their own districts. A thousand percent. But all I'm saying is you can't be scared that someone's going to turn around and call you a bad name on Twitter. And I agree exactly. with you. They are cowards. They came out way too late in the game. We'll get to that exact topic later in the show. But I just want to say these Republicans need to step up.
0: Jordy should have came with us to uh, Colorado. Um Should have hung out with us there. <laughs> <laughs> would, would have filled you in. <laughs> would, have, we would, we would have filled you in know, what's going on with the Republican Party, Jay. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Have you heard about the You should listen to the Minus Switch podcast. Well, Jordi, the so, good
0: the good point that you were ma- <laughs> the good point that you, were that you were good making though I think you were making
2: points and made a lot
0: of good
3: <laughs> points. Just but, it the,
0: but the great point that you were making though, too, is the asymmetrical battlefield here where Donald Trump can get away with making a post like that, attacking yeah. the judge's wife in a civil fraud case or the judge's son. And the media is basically like, let's just Trump be in Trump. <laughs> and then on the other hand, you've got President Biden right now who's overseeing an economy, as I mentioned at the outset, with the third quarter GDP growth revised upward to 4.9, from 4.9% to 5.2% from July to September. And you'll get headlines from the New York Times like, why is that dangerous to President Biden's campaign? Or why is that going to be a problem? Problem for him. You have stats like the United States is outpacing China's growth, economic growth, by a lot. For the first time in a very long time. Yet you will get headlines from The Economist and The Wall Street Journal why that's going to harm the American economy. You have the Dow Jones near all time highs. It set a 52 week high after surging more than 500 points today. Yet you will have the media say the stock market is not an indicator about how everyday Americans are feeling. And to that I say, that's absolutely true. I agree with that. However, when that metric is used when Donald Trump was in office, all we heard about were numbers that were far less than the numbers we're talking about. And we were being told how incredible that is. This is the greatest thing ever. And uh, those ben, we read both- the
1: headlines a few weeks ago, remember, about GDP, and it would be like – Trump soars, economic genius, 3.2% growth, 2.4%. Biden, Trump never got anywhere near, anywhere near the fun. GDP growth. Maybe the quarter, like right after stores reopened after COVID, but that was because everything went from zero to actually opening. But he did not come anywhere close to the kind of growth that we're seeing during the Biden presidency. And you got to remember, Trump inherited the Obama economy, which was a prosperous, growing economy. And he gets credit he gets all the credit for just riding out the Obama economy until he destroyed it. But uh, but president biden who actually took an economy that was in the toilet that took an economy that was destroyed by trump like completely eviscerated by trump and revised it and made america have the number one recovery of any country they're like oh man, not very good but I, I i would love to run some like alternate reality test experiment where you put literally the same data that we have right now same everything and put trump you know as president in this alternate world and then i want to see the headlines from the new york times i want to see the headlines from cnn i want to see all these out because i can guarantee i can honestly guarantee you that they would be like another massive success trump right. crushes it again no, no doubt
0: no doubt you don't have to do that that <laughs> happened that happened it, yeah, but, but, the, but the numbers the,
2: were worse the experiment <laughs> it, played out the
0: numbers were the numbers were worse <laughs> this, numbers. This, this actually occurred okay right. and mm. then donald trump was the uh, t- to say that he handled covid the worst possible way anybody could handle it like literally this this cup could ha- could have handled it better because it would have just let the scientists do their work i mean donald trump handled it literally the worst way that you can handle it and then people go <laughs> Yeah, but that but that that was a great year. What are you talking about? People didn't have toilet paper. People people couldn't get food. You know, it the was, a, it was actually a zombie apocalypse. That what would have looked like. I mean, we lived through we lived we lived through that era. And, and by the way, though, too, I just want to give some other economic stats. Disposable. Sometimes we save that for the end, but disposable income rose almost four percent over the last year, accounting for inflation. The S and P index additionally posted one of the best monthly gains in a century in a century Annual inflation fell to its lowest level in more than two and a half years, and monthly inflation was zero. Energy prices fell last month with gas prices down to $1. 77, down $1.77 from their peak, and 14 million jobs have been created. Unemployment is under 4% for 21 months in a row. That's just the data, but then you'll have legacy media goes, but it feels like it may feel like- whatever and then and then you have Donald Trump post something like this we talked about him attacking a judge attacking the judge's wife attacking the judge's son how about attacking a law that allows victims of rape and sexual abuse to bring claims if statutes of limitations expired called the adult survivors act Donald Trump attacks The Adult Survivors Act on his social media platform and says, I hope that Mayor Eric Adams and Andrew Cuomo and all of the others that got sued based on this ridiculous law where someone can be sued decades later and with no proof – will fight it on being totally unfair and unconstitutional. I got sued decades later. She has no idea when her made-up event took place by a woman. I had no idea who she was. It was a made-up fairy tale. Again, defaming E. Jean Carroll, attacking the Adult Survivors Act. And I just want to say, we all know that if President Biden posted Anything that just once, just once that resembled what I just read to you, just once, done, zip, gone, no chance of being the leader of the Democratic Party because you have to have some modicum of standards. As I've said before, there was a time in the not-so-distant past. Where if you said, if you spelled potato wrong, if you went woohoo the wrong way, heck, we get that the Republicans, the Republicans swift-boated John Kerry. Senator Kerry said he wasn't courageous enough. They lied. They defamed him. Said he wasn't courageous enough during the Vietnam War. That was one of their main attacks on him and that he would like windsurf. And he looked funny windsurfing, Right. Those were the main points of attacks. Donald Trump, Mr. Bonespurs, who attacks our military, who calls people who've gotten killed suckers and losers, who attacks John McCain, someone who posts these vile and disgusting things every day, someone who is found liable for sexual abuse. Folks, it's just not normal. And we will not be gaslit here the Midas Touch Network and the Midas Mighty. We will be calling it out every single time and we will keep calling it out on this episode. We've got a lot more show. Want to talk about how one of Donald Trump's lawyers is both a lawyer in the Georgia criminal Rico case and a witness against Donald Trump. (laughs) Another former Donald Trump lawyer is cooperating in Nevada and Arizona in cases there against Trump electors and potentially even Donald Trump there, criminal investigations taking place there. And of course, you had Hunter Biden calling out the bluff of MAGA Republicans who they said, hey, we're subpoenaing you. And then uh, Hunter Biden's like, bet, I'll show up under oath, in public, ask me anything. He didn't put time limits. He didn't put restrictions. I want to do it in public. And then James Comer said, no, it's got to be a secret deposition i I, I mean these people these MAGA republicans they're wrong on every like every single issue (laughs) every single issue you would just think they'd be salivating for that opportunity it It is great put it it. put it prime
1: time this is your moment this This is is your your moment moment. you got you've been asking for this for for like years right this way what else would you want you got the guy you got the cameras you can ask anything open book Let's do this thing, and then you go. Way, way, actually, I'm actually, little little smurf-
0: and, then, and then and then they go to their name calling.
1: Little Smurf, little Smurf Musklet is going to do his
0: Smurf <laughs> thing, and then uh, Trust Fund Goldman, because
2: that's all they have. That's all, have. That's all they, just, they have. They're just they saw how well the Devin calling. Archer situation went for them. It's they're so like, true. yeah, we got to keep this <laughs> thing behind closed doors. We got to contain this at all costs. They don't I'll want the truth. They Trust. don't want the truth
0: we'll talk about it a little more. I want to remind everybody <laughs> patreoncom slash touch on today's after show. We're going to talk about a little bit more about our experience. Oh, we're going to get Pueblo, in deep. We're going to Colorado. get in detail and uh, you are going to want to watch this one. I'm telling you. patreoncom slash touch. We'll be right back
2: after this quick break. Oh hey, when did you get here? Let's take a quick break to talk about our next partner, Henson Shaving. Look, everyone knows how annoying cheap razors are. The cuts, the irritation, the frustration. And don't get me started with subscription razor services, the headaches that those can cause. That's why you gotta meet Henson Shaving. Henson Shaving is a family-owned aerospace parts manufacturer that has made parts for the ISS. That's the International Space Station and Mars Rover. And now they're bringing precision engineering to your shaving experience. Razor blades, they're like diving boards. The longer the board, the more wobble, the more wobble, the more nicks, cuts, and scrapes. A bad shave, it it isn't a blade problem, it's an extension problem. By using aerospace grade CNC machines, Henson makes metal razors that extend just .0013 inches, which is less than the thickness of human hair. That means a secure and stable blade with a vibration-free shave. It gets better. The razor has built-in channels to evacuate hair and cream, which makes clogging virtually impossible. Seriously, Henson shaving wants the best razor, not the best razor business. That means no plastic, no subscriptions, no proprietary blades, and no obsolescence. The Henson razor, it works with standard dual-edge blades to give you that old-school shave with the benefit of new-school tech. Once you own the Henson razor, it's only about three dollars to five dollars per year to replace the blades. My first shave with the Henson razor was incredibly refreshing. The design is sleek and the durability is top notch. The Henson razor is truly much better than your run of the mill quote unquote traditional razor brand. And the affordability factor is absolutely game changing. No more wasting your money on expensive blades. With Henson shaving, you get a of blades for just five dollars. Okay so here's what you have to do. It's time to say no to subscriptions and yes to a razor that'll last you a lifetime. Visit HensonShaving.com slash Midas to pick the razor for you and use code Midas and you'll get two years worth of blades free with your razor. Just make sure to add them to your cart. That's 100 free blades when you head to H-E-N-S-O-N S-H-A-V-I-N-G dot com slash Midas and use code Midas. Good health starts with good habits. Quip makes it easy by delivering all the oral care essentials you need to take care of your mouth. The Quip electric toothbrush has time sonic vibrations with 30 second pulses to guide you to a dentist recommended two minute clean. It's lightweight and sleek. The design is for adults and kids with no wires or bulky chargers to weigh you down. The Quip toothbrush also has a multi-use travel cover that doubles as a mirror mount for less clutter and reusable handles in a range of sleek metal hues as well as bright plastic colors sure to make a pop to your bathroom counter. And so you know, the electric toothbrush isn't all Quip has to offer. The water flosser hits all the right spots with the gentle or deep clean pressure at the touch of a button, and the Quip mints and gum are incredibly refreshing. I truly have Quip to thank for my entire dental care routine and I don't know where I'd be without them. So listen, it's time to skip the batteries and snap into healthy habits with the new Quip rechargeable electric toothbrush. All the features of the original Quip plus one magnetic charge powers up to three months of brushing. If you go to getquip.com slash Midas right now, you'll get 20% off, any electric toothbrush, mint and gum dispenser, and water flosser. That's 20% off any electric toothbrush, mint and gum dispenser, and water flosser at getquip.com slash Midas. Spelled G-E-T-Q-U-I-P dot com slash Midas. Quip, the good habits company. Welcome back. We are live. Jordy, rocking those ad reads for I our. Got, I got my quick stuff right here
0: too.
1: Are oh, you got the whole set, Jay? That, that I do. You see, how, like we told a story with the ads today too. It was like your entire morning routine.
2: You, <laughs> really? you do the shave. Wants, you do wants, the toothbrush. Hey, we we stay fresh here. <laughs> hey, great holiday products if you're looking for gifts for the family. The links are in the description of the YouTube video as well as the audio podcast. Click them. Use our code. Let them know we send you. Helps the show. Helps you out too. Some great discounts there.
0: We talk about MAGA stands for Make Attorneys, Get Attorneys. Let's give some examples. Ken Chesborough, one of Donald Trump's former lawyers, a co-defendant in the Georgia criminal RICO case who pled guilty in the Georgia criminal RICO case. There you have it. Make Attorneys, Get Attorneys. Um, well, he's apparently now cooperating with criminal prosecutors in their probes in Nevada, and Arizona, the Fulton County judge overseeing the Georgia criminal RICO case allowed him to travel outside of the state of Georgia, which would, or outside of a state, which would otherwise violate the terms of his uh, probation uh, to participate in the criminal investigations. And he pled guilty. So one of the things I'm looking for is what's the next state that's going to bring charges, not just against the fake electors. Mm-hmm. in that state, but will you have someone in that state who's um got the ability to prosecute Donald Trump um and Trump's inner circle again, the same way we see in Fulton County, Georgia, um, and the same way we see with the Manhattan District Attorney, you know, and I, I made this point um, you know, when when certain people early on were being critical of Alvin Bragg, the Manhattan district attorney. And people were being so critical on Alvin Bragg. And one of the things I was saying was, you realize that there are other prosecutors in other states. Like Alvin Bragg was the one that was actually investigating the crimes. And I, at that time, we didn't hear a lot about other prosecutors investigating the crimes that we were all aware were being committed. So my only point at that time, and a lot of people were not Alvin Bragg fans at the time, and I was just like, y'all realize though that he's the one doing the investigation. So how come we're more mad at him, who was doing the investigations, which led to criminal charges, than like in any of the other states at that time where there were prosecutors who, as far as we knew, were not conducting any investigations at all. But I think that's important that we that we did that pushback then, Brett, because the narrative prevailing on the legacy yeah. media was a very anti-Alvin Bragg. And I wasn't just trying to like cheer on Alvin Bragg because like, woohoo, Alvin Bragg. Like I-, I-, I was just trying to reflect that based on all of the data points we were seeing at that time, Alvin Bragg, the Manhattan district attorney, seemed very uh, ready um, and he was pursuing a, a criminal case against Trump. But we thought that one was going to happen. That was just following the data. So we got Ken Chesborough <laughs> right there. And then we have Jennifer Little. Uh, she's attorney number two in the Jack Smith indictment, uh, in the Southern district of Florida Mar-a-Lago document case. And ABC news reported earlier that Jennifer little, who little who's Trump's lawyer in the Georgia criminal Rico case, in addition to having that role, she also has testified before the grand jury and spoke to investigators with special counsel, Jack Smith, that she told Donald Trump, that it would be a crime for him to not comply with the subpoena um, from the Department of Justice back in May of 2022 when that subpoena was sent. Donald Trump, still, she's still on the legal team while she is also going to be a witness against him in the Southern District of Florida case. Of course, that case is before Judge Eileen Cannon. And that case is not progressing at the speed that it should. And ultimately, though, here's where I think that the Judge Cannon situation nets out. At some point, she's gonna have to make an order. She's really avoided making any order that can be appealed. She's done these paperless orders, and she's tried to basically frame substantive orders as scheduling decisions. So that she couldn't be reversed by special counsel Jack Smith going to the 11th circuit. That's why like, she refused to even set a date for SEPA Section 5, the Classified Information Procedures Act Section 5, which is the defendant's disclosure of classified documents they want to use at trial. It's like the main disclosure. It's like the main deadline. So she's refused to set it as opposed to making a ruling that will get reversed as part of her delay tactics. But ultimately, and I've done some hot takes on this before, her delay tactics have backfired because it's allowed some of these other cases to be set for trial. The Washington, D.C. case set for trial on March 4th of 2024. You have Fulton County District Attorney Fawny Willis now requesting a trial date in August of uh, 2024. You have that Manhattan district attorney case. Don't sleep on that Manhattan DA criminal case for Donald Trump's hush money payments to Stormy Daniels and his falsification of business records attendant to that situation. That's still scheduled for March and the Judge Mershon's not moving it. So what ultimately I think is going to happen is Judge Mershon, if anything were to happen to the Washington DC case, Judge Mershon's ready to go with that trial. And if the Washington, D.C. case goes, which I think we all believe it will, you never know, but I think it will, then I think Judge Juan Mershon will then be in a position to set it, I think, right around that May period when Judge Cannon currently has her uh, trial set for in the Mar-a-Lago case. But there's no way she can possibly hold her case in May based on the fact that she hasn't even set a SEPA Section 5 deadline. In her status conferences, March 1 of 2024. So she, in trying to help Trump, I've said that her corruption is matched or even exceeded by her incompetence. Like she she screwed it up. There are other ways to help him. And at this point, she's already screwed it up. If she really wanted to help him, and this is where she messed up because she's incompetent, she would have said hers early. She would have said hers first and then tried to block all of the dates and kept moving it back. But now she's screwed that up. Her orders are all conflicting and contradicting. And for those saying, "Don't give her any ideas, Ben," she screwed it up already. She's she's already screwed it up,
2: and she screwed up to steep
0: a deadline. No, and no, take so back. There's 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 no way. But anyway, that's your <laughs> that's your court update of the various Trump uh, cases. I love that court update, Ben. And
2: <laughs> I I do want to say this too it, it, to your point about Alvin Bragg and why people you know maybe gave us flack early on. It's just like a, a slight misconception that that has been out there that isn't out there any longer because time and time again, Ben, you've come through and, Brett, you've come through and all the contributors here at the Midas Touch Network have come through, is that we're not cheerleaders. You know, we we don't love the Democratic Party because, you know, we just, we, we love it. No, we we love it because they're the adults in the room. And when it comes to all these legal proceedings, Ben, what you do so well, I'm giving you a compliment. If you could just just watch me give you the compliment, I'd appreciate it, is is you look at the data, big bro. And that is so incredible in an era where people just like to give these hot takes. But the cool thing that we found with the Midas Mighty in this community in general is as long as you continue to look at the data and what it tells you, Oh, what a shocker. Ben's predictions on everything. I think you're at a 100% clip rate for just following the dang data. So yeah, he's, major props to you, Ben. He's, he's, as, he's
1: as close as you could get. You know, you, you read the tea leaves, you try to see where things are heading. And it's not only that folks were critical of Alvin Bragg back in the day. Like when Karen Friedman Agnifilo had Alvin Bragg on the show, the top comments on the video and the comments while she was interviewing him in the live stream were: Alvin Bragg should go to prison. He should be locked up. (laughs) What (laughs) do they have on him? Alvin Bragg, was he paid off this scumbag? Like the most horrific things I've ever seen from people who should, you know, hope that, you know, it's going. And and I think you could be critical and say, I wish this was moving a little quicker. But at the time also he was like the only person who was even – around that was even heading for anywhere near criminal charges, yet he was bearing the brunt of the anger. And one of the things that I'm just going to urge you, and I want to take you through this Hunter Biden situation shortly, because it's also indicative of this, but kind of the elements of process in government, the kind of a lot of things that happen just in, in civics in general, they could be exploited in ways to make you angry and to make you confused. And I I know that you all watching this show are aware of it. You are hyper aware of it because you know the games that they're playing. So but I've talked to people, you know, outside who aren't listeners of of this show, who will say things like, "You know what though?" I'm looking at what's going on in Congress right now and everyone's just being crazy. You got George Santos and Marjorie Taylor. Everyone's crazy. Congress doesn't work. Government doesn't work for the people. It's both Democrats and Republicans. They're all the same. None of it works. And to that, I say, no, I'm sorry. That's, it, that's, not, that's not true. And that is exactly why also these Republicans behave that the way, the way that they do, because they know that if they could run this burn-it-all-down strategy, if they could cause enough chaos and enough obstruction and block President Biden's agenda that's actually just trying to help people, they know that they could get that thought in enough people's heads. It works. It works because they go, okay, the guy. I guess the government's not working for me. They're having trouble passing the PACT Act again. You know, I, I – I guess it's both sides, I guess. But you got to look at actually what's happening here. You have to look at the raw numbers. What is the composition of the Senate? What is the composition of the House? Who is voting for what? Who is torpedoing what? Who is obstructing what? And you could see very clearly. That when the Democrats had the majority in the House of Representatives, they constantly passed legislation every single day. They passed the Infrastructure Act, the Inflation Reduction Act, the Hate Crimes Act, the Chips Act, the PACT Act, and so many other bills also that the Republicans ended up shooting down in the Senate. But that was happening because because the Democrats were actually led the House back then. So I just urge you not to be gaslit by this Republican obstruction and not to take it and go, oh. I guess it's a both side. I guess all. I guess none of them could work for me, right? I guess. I mean, they, they, they're crazy. They can't get anything done. They're doing all these silly Hunter Biden things all day, and let's talk about these silly Hunter Biden things all day because, as we know. This has been one of the focuses of the Republicans in Congress for like the past few years. It hasn't been like, how do we lower drug prices for Americans? It hasn't been, how do we lower inflation? How do we improve the economy? How do we make an America energy independent? It's let's go after a private citizen, Hunter Biden, and attack and defame him over and over again in the hopes, the same way that they do with everything, that they could tear down people's opinions of the office of the presidency. Oh, there must, there's, they look, they say there's smoke, so there must be fire. No, sometimes there's just not, okay? And it's not like Hunter Biden has not been prosecuted for other things by the Department of Justice. The Department of Justice is not just going after Republicans. The Department of Justice has indicted numerous Democrats, and additionally, the president's son on charges. Now, these Republicans have an opportunity after all this time to actually get Hunter Biden. It's testimony, right? This has been what they've been salivating for for years. Come in, come in. We want Hunter Biden to speak. If he's afraid, come in, come in. Hunter Biden goes, okay, I'll come in. But here's what I want to do. You now want to take all of your hearings and you want to make them private. You want to bring them into back rooms. Let's make it public. Let's let all the American people see. Ask me literally any question. We will sit in a public hearing. I will answer your question. I will set the record straight, and I will correct the disinformation that you continue to spout. That took the Republicans like James Comer and Jim Jordan by such surprise. Their bluff was called, and all of a sudden, they were like, oh, what what am I going to do? What am I going to – no, no, you can't dictate the terms. No, that's unfair. You can't do that. No, it needs to be private. And why do they want it to be private? Because we remember the last time that they did these closed-door hearings with witnesses, what they did was they then kind of cherry-picked words here and there, manipulated the testimony, and rushed out to the public to try to create a false narrative. Meanwhile, if you actually read the testimony, you saw that, like, for example, they got Devin Archer, one of Hunter Biden's former business partners. There, This was their big thing. Fox hyped it up for weeks. Star witness! Star witness meeting with James Comer. This is going to blow the lid off at all. Joe Biden's going to be impeached by the end of the week, right? This was the whole Fox narrative for a long time. They bring the guy in. What does Devin Archer say? Biden knew nothing, uh, you know, never never did anything with his son in business. Like n- none of the things that the Republicans are saying are remotely true. But that's not what Republicans ran to the press with. And then get this. You Do you remember, before I talk more about this Hunter situation, do you remember what happened when the Democrats tried to go okay you're star witness right you pulled your star witness Hunter Biden's former business partner you interviewed him in secret we have the transcripts let's introduce those transcripts into the public record let's introduce let's put them right here on the floor let's read through them and what did James Comer do then as well oh, we can't we we can't do that no you're out of order no you can't do that Dan Goldman being like, "You're not going to let me introduce evidence." He's like, "Just wait for the evidence." Comer goes, "Just wait for the evidence." Goldman's like, "I'm trying to give you the evidence." Other word, just do you remember this clip? Chairman.
4: Point of order, down here, Mr. Chairman.
5: Chair recognizes wanted, Mr. Donald for five minutes. You'll have five, minute. You'll have all five the minutes. You'll have my five minutes. Point of order. No, you're out of order. Of you're minutes. out of order, Mr. Goldman. I have a when, point your, of order. when your time is. You I have to introduce Chair something by Chair recognizes Mr. Defense. Donalds for five minutes. Is it being introduced? Chair recognizes Mr. Donalds for five minutes. Byron, it's Mr. your Chairman, time. the rules require you Thank to you, recognize him. Thank you, Mr. Chairman. Me. No.
4: Yes, for a point of order they absolutely the do. Chair recognizes Mr. Donald. The, the motion And,
5: and as Mr. Donald's time ticking, of
2: order.
4: No, Mr. Donald's time Mr. is Donald. not
2: going to take. Actually, Mr. Chairman, I request this clock be set back to 5 minutes set so set we to can back, clock back to 5 minutes. Mr. Mr. Chairman, can I just make a parliamentary inquiry then are we not to make points of order on either side during
5: You, you the keep speaking about no evidence. Why don't you all just listen and I'm learn? trying to introduce evidence. You've already introdu- you've already had your is it there of evidence? Now, Mr. Him? Mr. Donald's five minutes. He's, he's
1: such a disingenuous liar, okay. like just a scummy evil person, James Comer. And he's also very stupid, which we're, which we're like, like <laughs> a, a, a very, a very dumb, a very dumb person. Like, I'm just going to be honest here. James Comer is a very dumb person, but what does he do? Right? So that was then they refused to allow any evidence. And then he goes, well, well why don't you just listen to that? He's like, I'm trying to give you the evidence. Now Hunter Biden goes, "Okay, bet. You know, okay, you why don't why don't I just come, right? Let's 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 talk it out, right?" And what does Comer do? Comer tries to create all these other kind of things, right? He's upset because in the public hearing, the democratic representatives also get to ask questions. And also, he doesn't get to frame the narrative in secret and tell the media what happened in secret. So Comer's thing always now, like this is this weird like recent thing that he's really picked up. But he's learned it, you know, from his MAGA cult leader Donald Trump. He resorts to name calling. So now he calls James, uh, Jared Moskowitz, who Representative Jared Moskowitz, who's been on the show, you know, does an incredible job in, in Congress, in my opinion. And he starts calling Jared Moskowitz a Smurf and little Moskowitz and little Mos- little Moskowitz is going to really interrupt our proceedings. So this is how James Comer defended wanting to
5: have the Hunter Biden hearings in secret? Uh, but, you know, as these congressional investigation, these hearings go, uh, you have got uh, 20 members on each side that have five minutes each. We have tens of thousands of pages of documents where we need to sit down and ask specific substantive questions without filibustering, without interruptions, without going five minutes back and forth with with Jamie Raskins and Dan Goldman and, and uh, little Moskowitz jumping up and down, uh, fi- uh, filing motions and trying to disrupt the committee hearings.
1: if you're if you're afraid of questions being asked, then you don't really seem too confident in your BS stories. And by the way, you control Congress. If the five minute time isn't enough, change the rules. You have to vote. Change the rules. What's stopping you? Nothing's stopping you. Here's Moskowitz's clap back to that comment.
4: I've seen for a year now the Republicans have presented no evidence, but instead Hunter has said, no, no, if you if you're going to come come at me in the news media uh, for the last year and say all of these things, I'm going to come and I'm going to get the truth out there. And now, Republicans are, are scrambling because I think the American people want to hear from Hunter Biden. The American people want to see it in public. Republicans saying, oh, no, transparency, bad. Uh, if they had the evidence, if they had overwhelming evidence on Hunter Biden, rest assured, Chairman Clouseau would have a public hearing <laughs> with every with every media you could imagine. I mean, he'd, he'd be sitting down with Al Jazeera to tell them all of the overwhelming evidence he had on Hunter Biden in a public setting. He would love that. But the Reason they don't want that to happen is because they don't have the evidence. They just want to talk to their echo chamber. The chairman just wants to run to Sean Hannity like a wet blanket. And they wanted to say Hunter Biden, Hunter Biden, Hunter Biden. If you have the evidence, show it to the American people in a public hearing.
1: He raises some very, very good points there. And by the way, I've even seen some of these MAGA people like like followers of MAGA being like, you're not going to have this in public? What do, you, what do you mean? You've been telling us for, have you, you, I mean, you have been talking about this? It. You're going you're to
2: punk out now? <laughs> Wasn't was this
1: the whole end game? But the, the part that they don't do is they don't go, oh, maybe it's because yeah, they don't really have a case and they want to hide it. They just start yelling at them and then they get all mad at the representatives, but I will let them be mad. So I'm going to cut to break right now. We're going to take a quick break. But when I get back, I have more clips here because we dug up, a clip that completely exposes James Comer because this from just a bit ago is a video of James Comer saying that Hunter Biden or whoever wants to come before his committee, they could come however they want. Do they wanna come in public? Do they wanna come in private? That's right, we always bring receipts here on the Midas Touch podcast. I'm going to show you that clip and Deep much days. more Deep right days. when we get back. Keep receipts, Jay. We keep receipts and we're going to run um back. So don't you dare go anywhere. Quick break. We'll be right back after this.
2: This holiday season, you might be looking for nutritious, convenient meals to keep you energized on jam-packed days. Factor is America's number one ready-to-eat meal delivery service, and it can help fuel you up fast for breakfast, lunch, and dinner with chef-prepared, ready-to-eat meals delivered straight to your door. Too busy with holiday plans to cook, but want to make sure that you're eating well? With Factor, skip the extra trip to the grocery store and the chopping, prepping, and cleaning up too, while still getting that flavor and nutritional quality that you need. Factor's fresh, never frozen meals are ready in just two minutes. So all you have to do is heat and enjoy. Skip the stress of meal prepping over the holidays with Factor. Choose from 35 plus weekly flavor packed, fresh never frozen meals that support a healthy lifestyle and meet your meal preferences, all delivered right to your door and ready to eat in two minutes. Level up with gourmet plus options, prepared to perfection by chefs and ready to eat in record time. Enjoy broccolini, leeks, truffle butter, and asparagus. Looking for calorie conscious options over the holidays that also taste great? Try delicious dietitian approved calorie-smart meals with around or less than 550 calories per serving. Need an extra boost to support your wellness goals and feel your best during the holidays? Try Protein Plus meals with 30 grams of protein or more per serving. This November, get factor and enjoy eating well without the hassle. Simply choose your meals and enjoy fresh, flavor-packed meals delivered to your door, ready in just two minutes, no prep, no mess. Head to factormeals.com slash Midas50 and use code Midas50 to get 50% off. That's code Midas50 at factormeals.com slash Midas50 to get 50% off. If you're like me, morning coffee is non-negotiable, but I was tired of
1: either waiting in line for an overpriced cup or settling for gritty, bitter coffee at home. Now I've switched to AeroPress and I'm never going back. It's so easy and convenient and incredibly unique. I never knew coffee at home could taste this good. AeroPress is like a French press, only better. It's the only press that uses a patented three-in-one brew technology, combining the best of several brew methods into one portable device for a completely unique and delicious flavor profile. Smooth, rich, and full-bodied without the bitterness and grit found in other presses. And as a bonus, AeroPress can brew thousands of recipes. AeroPress travels better than others too. It's compact and incredibly durable. That means you'll never have to endure terrible coffee at the hotel, on the job, or on an adventure again. It brews and cleans in less than two minutes. You just add medium fine coffee grounds, pour in hot water, stir for five seconds, brew for 30 seconds, then press into your favorite mug and enjoy. There's a reason why Aeropress is the barista's favorite home brewing tool. Aeropress is the best reviewed coffee press on the planet with more than 55,000 five-star reviews. Thoughtful, proven, and under $50. Aeropress is the perfect gift or stocking stuffer for every coffee lover in your life this holiday season. Don't settle for less than the best. They'll love it. Aeropress is shockingly affordable, less than 50 bucks, and we've got an incredible offer for our audience. Visit aeropresscom slash Midas. That's A-E-R-O-P-R-E-S-S dot com slash Midas to save up to 20%. That's AeroPress.com slash to save up to 20%. It's time to ditch the drive through toss the French press, and say yes to better mornings fueled by better coffee. AeroPress ships to the USA and over 60 countries around the world, and we thank AeroPress
2: for sponsoring
1: this show.
2: Well, we, got some,
1: we got some
2: great sponsors. I'm just taking over this show, right? I'm just taking over that this show. That was great ad read. I mean, you're giving Ben and I a run for our money. Jeez. You,
1: well, check out Factor. Check out AeroPress. Link's in the description for all. I got to say, I've been using that AeroPress for like yeah. – Probably over a decade. Like when I first got an apartment, I, I got the AeroPress for the first time. I still have my original one. I just got the new one as well. Maurice it makes the, it the cleanest, best the cup no of reason. coffee. It makes like espresso-style coffee too. You can make lattes. I have all my ver- – I like have my own AeroPress recipes that I keep on my – Okay, I'm, I'm, I'm not going to belabor the point. <laughs> go, go check it out. But I promised, it out, I promised receipts when we got back from break, and I would never, I would never turn away from my promises on you guys. So we got the flashback here. Of James Comer saying that, you know, Hunter Biden or anybody wants to testify in front of the committee, they could choose how they want to do it. Public, private, they could choose what changed your mind. Jim, what changed your mind? Here's the clip.
5: We have mountains of evidence and now we're ready to bring them in. We're we're in the downhill phase of this investigation now because we have so many documents and and we can bring these people in for depositions or committee hearings, whichever they choose. And we can ask these questions with evidence. Whichever they choose,
1: right? You got mountains of evidence.
5: Mountains!
1: A cornucopia! So why don't you just call him in? Like he said, he said he's going to come in. Just do it, okay? Just do it, okay? Every single time they've held these hearings, though, they've been embarrassed. Like the GOP's own witnesses have said, and like like GOP attorneys have been like, yeah, there's no case here. They have, they have no case for impeachment here. And the thing they do is they go out and they start gaslighting. So you have this Speaker Mike Johnson going out and he's like, unlike the Democrats who had politically motivated investigations, we are going to follow the facts. Okay. B.S. Enough gaslighting. Do not B.S me. I'm going to read you Jamie Raskin's statement quickly, and then we'll move on from this because I think you get it. They're full of crap. But here's Jamie Raskin's statement uh, clapping back at James Comer and Jim Jordan here. Jamie Raskin saying, let me get this straight. After wailing and moaning for 10 months about Hunter Biden and alluding to some vast, unproven family conspiracy after sending Hunter Biden a subpoena, to appear and testify, Chairman Comer and the Oversight Republicans now reject his offer to appear before the full committee and the eyes of the world and to answer any questions that they pose. What an epic humiliation for our colleagues and what a frank confession that they are simply not interested in the facts that have no confidence in their own case or the ability of their own members to pursue it. After the miserable failure of their impeachment hearing in September, Chairman Comer has now apparently decided to avoid all committee hearings where the public could actually see for itself the logical return. And factual contortions they have tied themselves up in. The evidence has shown time and time again, President Biden has committed no wrongdoing, much less an impeachable offense. Chairman Comer's insistence that Hunter Biden's interview should happen behind closed doors proves it once again. What the Republicans fear most is
0: sunlight and the truth. Here's the thing, Brett. They the MAGA Republicans were not forced to respond like. Immediately when Hunter Biden sent the letter, and this is like a broader point, like there's no deliberation that's taking place at all. It's just whatever is the thing they just basically say the opposite of it, like to to the most ridiculous degree, and it's they always rush to everything, and it's always the wrong side of of, of every single issue. And all they would have had to have done here, they've already screwed it up, so there's nothing that I'm saying right now that's going to whatever, is they could have just been like deliberative and basically waited a day, right? Like one of the qualities to me of leadership is to actually deliberate, to, to not just like react emotionally to something. And that's actually one of the great qualities of President Biden is that there's real deliberation taking place, which MAGA Republicans try to construe as weakness right? That it's slower or that it's weaker. No, that's actually, you need to think through issues, especially some of the biggest and most challenging issues that confront the world. It's not just an emotion. It's not just a rah kind of response. And what they could have done here, the MAGA Republicans, is said, we've received it. We are going to consider our options and we will respond. But whatever whatever their response was going to be, right? Like they didn't have. But the broader point, setting aside as I mentioned, you know, the Hunter Biden situation is that that's one of the qualities about them that also makes them very dangerous in in other contexts. Because, Brett, this is something you and Jordi have pointed out before. Because the MAGA Republicans live in in a constant Twitter bubble or an X bubble, they live on social media. So their whole thing is like, how do I own the person who just – I got to own them and, and tweet it out right away. And it's right. like, no, you, you don't. You you could actually give this some thought and then come up with it. But it's not going to change anything with them. This is just how they respond and interact. And also that
1: disinformation though then seeps into like real consequent, like real world stuff. Like yeah. you see the – Uh, you know, you see the attorney general of Texas, you see Ken Paxton, you see him trying to open criminal investigations into journalists who wrote critical stories of Elon Musk because Elon Musk probably like asked him to or implied like that is what an oligarchy is. And that's how this stuff starts. Like, don't tell me like, oh, it can't happen here. It's literally happening here in these Republican states because they do not care about the facts and everything that they accuse the other side of is exactly what they do. They're devoid of facts, and they weaponize their lies, their disinformation, and their own little echo chamber, and actually try to imprison people and try to lock people up for it. Like it's a serious, it's a serious thing.
2: Well, e- evidence and facts—it's the kryptonite of these MAGA Republicans. You know, they're allergic to them because they know that's their downfall. They can't rely on that, so they have to rely on. They have to rely on conspiracies. And to your point, bro, that's how we end up with really real-world dangerous situations. Look no further than Nancy Pelosi's husband, who was violently attacked based on conspiracies that the kept spreading. I mean, you could just continue to rattle them off one after another. And it's a frightening state of our society when you have an entire political party who's too afraid to to just like break – I'm like, break out of this madness that they're in, the, the state of complete lunacy in the MAGAverse of which they live, and just like live in some semblance of reality.
0: Let, let me give you three examples right now. Number one, the senator from Alabama, MAGA Republican Tommy Tuberville, on his blockade <laughs> of military promotions. And so now, after going through this charade, He's now going to back down on his holds, and he attacks the military and says that this is the weakest military he's seen in his lifetime, which is defaming our military. And then he basically says, so now I'm just, this is what he said, I'm actually just going to target the woke nominees now. Now, again, you're going to tar- target the woke nominees? What are you even? What are you even do you, talking
1: about? Why I mean, what do you think he means? He's gonna no, target I mean. anybody, you know what he means. Like he's going to target any nominee who's LGBTQ, any nominee who's not a white male. Like that is what he means by he's going to target the woke nominees. And what he's doing now is his back's cornered because the Senate Democrats have pushed forward this rule change, the resolution, and he knows that the Republicans are probably gonna turn against him for this. They've already been turning against him. So he's trying to be like, Hold up, hold up, hold up, but don't don't vote for this. I know. I got us into this mess so I could get him out. So I'll vote for I'll vote for him, just not the woke ones. You know what I mean? I'm, not, I'm just not going to vote for the woke
0: ones. So that's Tommy Tuberville. Then you've got Marjorie Taylor Greene, who's posting actual Russian propaganda. <laughs> um, her post was anyone who votes to fund Ukraine is funding the most corrupt money scheme of any foreign war in our country's history. Um, and she's reposting content from the Strategic Culture Foundation, a Russian state propaganda outlet sanctioned for spreading disinformation and interfering with United States elections. That's who they're citing. Oh, I said I'd give you three examples. I'll give you four examples of so this one I referenced earlier in Dude, the show. Bonus one. Throw it on free. Had bonus examples. You have the Sarasota Herald Tribune. Breaking the story that the chair of the entire Republican Party of Florida, Christian Ziegler, and his wife, Bridget. Bridget, who was one of the co-founders of Moms for Liberty, which basically looks down on everybody and is so vile and hateful to anybody that doesn't meet their um, horrific, horrific kind of perspectives of of what our country is, and I'm just putting it nicely there. But these allegations against them stem from an alleged threesome sexual relationship that the Zieglers had. And another woman who was involved in this consensual threesome at first, then she became the victim of assault. She alleges, and so search warrants were executed on the Ziegler cell phone. No charges have been filed yet, Um, but this is one of the people in this menage a trois relationship is saying that then she was sexually assaulted. The relationship started consensual, turned very violent and abusive. And this is the group that's trying to preach morality and and is judging LGBTq plus and demeaning the trans community and and this is and, and by the way, Moms for Liberty comes out with a statement that says, hashtag strong women scare those that seek to destroy our country and another another crap like that. so and then you go from that. So we had Tuberville. we have Marjorie Taylor Green. You have Moms for Liberty. And then you have the George Santos (laughs) expulsion vote and the debate. And I'm giving all these angles, the Senate, other Republicans, one of their like, Grassroots groups that's very influential. So you're seeing it from all sides. I'm not just focused on. Look at Santos, right? Like we're we're folk we, before we talked about what they were doing with Hunter Biden in the House Oversight Committee. So we're focused holistically here on on every aspect of. It. We started with leadership with Donald Trump, you know. So again, we're focused on all MAGA Republicans right now for leadership at all different sides. And so I want to show you this part of the debate. Um. Where Republican Max Miller looked at Santos and said, you're a crook. And then Santos then said, well, you're a woman beater. And I could show you probably dozens of other clips like this from the day where this is what the Republicans were doing with each other. But I'll just show you this one. I think you get the point. Let's play the clip.
4: I myself have been a victim of George Santos and as well as other members of Congress in terms of defrauding through public donations. I had received an ethics complaint from the FEC which I had to spend tens of thousands to defend myself. You, sir, are a crook. I know I should direct my comments to the chair. I yield back. Gentleman's time has expired. Uh, Gentleman from New York, Mr. Santos is recognized. I'd like to move to have the gentleman from Ohio's words stricken from the record, please.
0: chair will remind all members to direct their remarks to the chair and not to others.
3: The gentleman's members. request is not timely, but I would remind members to direct their remarks to the chair. Gentleman is recognized. Mr. Speaker,
1: hypocrisy, as I mentioned. My colleague wants to come up here, call me a crook. Same colleague who's accused of being a woman beater. Are we, are we really going to ignore the facts that we all have passed and we all have the media coming out against us
0: on a daily basis? In the other clip, you had Matt Gates basically saying, this reminds me of Republican Duncan Hunter, who was accused of misappropriating funds for his lovers and engaging in trysts and all of these things that he – so this is like that. And it was all Republican on Republican airing out their abusive behavior and and, and other horrific conduct. And again, let's take that and let's compare it to the alternative because – the reality is, is the way MAGA Republicans are behaving, that should be an alternative universe. Like, that should not be, that's American politics. That's just, you know, everyone's like it, it isn't. It isn't. And let me just show you this to prove that. And we were here, we were in Pueblo, Colorado, Brett and I. And so we got to see firsthand at CS Wind, the largest wind turbine factory in the world with, uh, they're almost going to be doubling the size of their manufacturing plant as a result of the Inflation Reduction Act. And when we spoke with the workers and everybody who was there, they were so proud of the plant that jobs were being added. And we heard about how jobs before the Inflation Reduction Act coming out of the economy that Trump left us, was the, the jobs were going away. The jobs were going overseas. And the Inflation Reduction Act injected new life into this plant, and everybody was so proud of it. And I was thinking about that, connecting that when President Biden says, it's about dignity. It's about people's dignity. And the way he talks about that, President Biden, it's because he's talking with the people. Because. When they expressed that to me and how important this was for their family, for the community, it was clear it's about dignity, dignified wages, dignified life, not just focusing on billionaires and decamillionaires. By the way, President Biden says, I'm not saying that you that you can't be rich. Of course you can. I'm, I'm OK with that. But just pay your fair share. And he talks about a bottom-up, middle-out and how that's actually – what helps the economy, not this trickle-down nonsense where you focus on giving unfair advantages to billionaires and decamillionaires with the hope that they trickle down something based on the unfair advantages and the unfair playing field that they get? Uh-uh. And let me show you. So You've seen all of those clips of the MAGA absurdities. Let's show you President Biden talking about how Lauren Boebert called the Inflation Reduction Act a massive failure when, in fact, it's bringing massive jobs to the community. Play the clip.
3: The historic investments we're celebrating today is in Congressman Boebert's district. She's one of the leaders of this extreme mega movement. She, along with every single Republican colleague, voted against the law that made these investments in jobs possible. And that's not hyperbole, that's a fact. And then she voted to repeal key parts of this law. And she called this law a massive failure. You all know you're part of a massive failure? <laughs> Tell that to the 850 Colorados who get new jobs in Pueblo and see us win, thanks to this law. Tell that to the local economy that's going to benefit from these investments.
0: And then I want to show you this final clip of President Biden talking about how the new Republican Speaker, um, who just visited Sarasota. Here, play this clip.
3: Matter of fact, the new Republican Speaker of the House, along with Republican Congressman Vern Buchanan, just visited Sarasota, Florida yesterday to tour the construction of a new terminal at that airport. It's going to create thousands of jobs over time. The project is funded with nearly $30 million from the Bipartisan Infrastructure Law. And it's going to generate more than $30 million for Florida multiple times over. And guess what? Both the Speaker and the Congressman voted against the law and spoke against the law. But now they're down there taking credit for it being built. As my mother would say, God love them, as one of my friends back home would say, that's real chutzpah. That's real chutzpah.
0: It's real is putting it nicely. (laughs) Speaking about real chutzpah. I love it. (laughs) Kevin McCarthy criticizing... President Biden's negotiating skills and Vice President oh. Harris is like, <laughs> come on. With all due respect, Kevin come McCarthy, on. you're criticizing President <laughs> Biden's negotiating skills. But the MAGA Republicans, they have no shame. Like don't you ashamed. know what just happened? Like, Do you, you have no self perception whatsoever?
1: All right, we'll, we'll, let, come, we'll let the Vice President say it.
2: Kevin McCarthy was here this morning mm-hmm. and he was, uh, in very stark terms, effectively said that he did not believe. That President Biden uh, was the same President Biden that he used to talk to. Went so far as to say that when they were having the debt negotiations that he didn't even think he was negotiating with him. That he thought he was looking at cards and that if, if the information effectively wasn't on the cards, he wasn't able to do it.
3: With all due respect, <laughs> when anyone who has had the experience that he has most recently had, I don't think he's a judge of negotiations. <laughs>
0: Um, <laughs> and, 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 but, but also what she's saying there too, is I'm not talking about your feelings. Like we're talking about the data. We're just talking about what's occurred and the data in Pueblo, Colorado is that this is helpful in that community. Like how could you be the congressperson from that community <laughs> and, and be fighting the jobs coming to your own community. And if that's what you're fighting against, what are you fighting for? And I think it's clear as we showed you all of these clips today, they're they're not fighting for anything, these MAGA Republicans. It's what are they fighting against? And they're fighting against freedoms of the American people. They are fighting against democracy. They are fighting against law and order. They're fighting against the judicial system. They're fighting against our allies. They're fighting against the ability of people to to love other people. They're fighting against the ability for people to feel dignity. They're fighting against wages. They're fighting against health care. They're fighting against our veterans they're fighting against – I could go down each and every item. They're, they're fighting against it while you have President Biden and the Democratic Party and more broadly the pro-democracy movement fighting for things. Now, if you want to have an alternative view of fighting for things and approach it in a common sense way with normalcy, with respect, with compassion, with intelligence, with facts – that's all right. We could have differences. We could have disagreements. But with this MAGA Republican dystopian carnage-like echo chamber, it is so corrosive to the health of our democracy. And we will all here in the Midas Mighty community keep making sure we're protecting, preserving, defending our democracy together. So I thank you all, Midas Mighty. I want to remind everybody to go to our after show at patreon.com slash minus touch. We'll talk more about our trip Ooh. to Pueblo, Colorado, patreon.com slash minus touch. Um, We've got some interesting, good surprises as well we'll share. Um, in good surprise. The- you're, You're going to want to watch this after show. I'm yeah, want to watch you. the after show. I would say it's a good one. Patreon.com slash touch, And we don't have outside investors here. So the way we build this pro-democracy network is through those pro-democracy sponsors. In the descriptions below, you could support them. And We've got some great discount codes for the holidays uh, through our Patreon, through the emojis. Um, and so that's how we're that's how we're building this thing, um, and 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 with your love and support, and um, we're so grateful for you. We're so grateful for this community. Spread the word, share all this data, share the facts, because together, when we're the messengers for democracy, this pro democracy movement can't be stopped. I'm Ben Mycelis, joined by Brett and Jordy. Thank you, everybody, for watching, and we'll see you next time on the Minus Touch Podcast.
2: Shout out to the Midas Mighty! The Midas
5: Mighty standing strong Against the fascists we sing our song